You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Criminal indictment imminent for former Boeing 737 MAX chief technical pilot. A report says criminal indictment. Mm, That's not good. This is a follow-up story to the whole Boeing 37 MAX debacle that I was covering kind of at the very beginning of the whole Rona thing. It was like Boeing and Rona, Boeing and Rona, because Boeing had a couple of planes fall out of the sky. Can't talk about how that actually went down because that would be tragedy and that doesn't you you can't have anything to do with tragedy and social media these days because um yeah because right so all right before we jump on in here if you're new thanks for joining my name is sean reynolds i own a couple of real estate companies and i read the news all right let's do this federal prosecutors plan to criminally indict mark forkner the former Boeing 737 chief technical pilot who was alleged to have deceived aviation regulators and airlines about a critical new flight control system on the 737 MAX, the Wall Street Journal reported Friday. Bringing Forkner to trial could shed more light on why the flaws in the MAX flight controls that killed 346 people in two crashes were overlooked during certification. What happened? What happened with these controls that pilots couldn't figure it out, couldn't work them out, and a couple of planes went down? Mm. That was horrible when that happened. And you're always like, what caused that to happen? Well, now I think the picture is becoming a little bit clearer on what happened. In a deferred prosecution agreement with the government in January that slapped Boeing with a relatively low fine of 244 million. And a bunch of you sent me emails saying that's so low, relatively low fine of 244 million. The company acknowledged fraud and criminal misconduct during certification of the max. Yep, we did it. The agreement called out Forkner and his deputy as being involved, though it exonerated Boeing senior management by specifically stating that they had not facilitated the misconduct. But those people were within their employ. So aren't they responsible? Are the people at the top not responsible for those underneath them? Maybe it's when there's a, you know, a a big investigation going on and there's some real, you know, liability when you've already paid out 244 million. Uh, you probably don't want to take on much more liability. And so senior management, not us. It's not us. However, Forkner's defense is likely to try to deflect blame from him to those higher up in the executive leadership of the MAX program. You know what? I, I kind of believe that no matter what, if you didn't, even if you didn't know about it, if you're, if you, if you run that division, it's your responsibility. If you got a guy that's acting rogue, like this article would lead one to believe, then you've got a rogue employee on your hands. That's and so you should you should suffer in the consequences as well. But that apparently that's yeah that's it's not going to happen here. Who knows? Internal emails show Forkner felt intense pressure to comply with a program directive. To keep down costs and protect the jet's development schedule by ensuring that regulators and airlines 
perceived the max as so minimally changed from the previous 737 model that pilots would find little def- little uh, difference. Forkner, until it falls out of the sky and kills 346 people. Forkner left Boeing to fly for Southwest Airlines in 2018, three months before the first max crash of Lion Air Jet uh, 610. He did not cooperate with the Department of Justice investigation into the jet certification and invoked the Fifth Amendment to avoid turning over documents when subpoenaed by federal prosecutors. He left Southwest a year ago and could not be reached for comment. Forkner's attorney did not return calls uh, Friday. Boeing also declined to comment. Well, he got an ongoing investigation and this guy might get you know, criminally indicted. There's going to be a lot of no comment. We wait to have our time in court where we will exonerate my client and we're eager to show the world his innocence. Misleading FAA and airlines. Forkner's role on the MAX from the jet's launch in 2011 through certification in 2017, his role was to win approval from the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, and regulators around the world for the MAX's technical manuals and pilot training on the new airplane. So his job is to get that part through. After the two deadly accidents in Indonesia and Ethiopia, the Department of Justice convened a grand jury to investigate allegations that Forkner had misled regulators by deliberately withholding information about the new flight control software known as the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, the MCAS, that had led to the crashes. Pressed by the Justice Department, Boeing turned over a series of emails and shocking instant messages exchanges between Forkner and his deputy, Patrick Gustafson, in which Forkner bragged about he had Jedi mind tricked airlines into choosing the minimum pilot training option and so avoided the need for extensive training of pilots on full flight simulators that would make the MAX a more expensive and less competitive airplane. But in the end, they wouldn't drop out of the sky. So there's that, right? To pull that off, Forkner persuaded the FAA in March 2016 to omit any description of MCAS from the pilot manuals, arguing that it would activate only in extreme circumstances, as he said in an email, way outside normal flying conditions. Well, we know that didn't happen. And unfortunately, here we are. That September, Boeing gave Forkner and his team a service excellence award for achieving this critical max program goal. Oh, yeah, not good. Hey, that award we gave you, we need to get that back. Yeah, we're we're rescinding that award. Come to find out, yeah, you didn't deserve it. Forkner actively worked in the same end, uh, worked to the same end with regulators around the world, whom he disparaged in private messages as fools and idiots. Mm, not good. But you know, we've all been there when we're talking about people that we're doing, you know, business up against or whatever, and you're like, they're just a bunch of jerks. Uh, unfortunately, those, e- those texts, emails, and voicemails, those typically don't get subpoenaed for a criminal investigation, do they? And here we are. This guy's did. 
frightening. Tragically, Forkner even dissuaded Lion Airlines officials who wanted to train their pilots on Mac simulators that this was a difficult and unnecessary training burden for your airline. You don't need to do it. They'll never activate. They'll only activate in really absurd conditions. You're not going to have any. He mocked the Indonesian airline representative for their stupidity in asking for such training and boasted that his efforts to dissuade them had saved Boeing a sick amount of money. In quotes, a sick amount of money. All right, but then we've got the whole, you know, you know couple of jets crashed, 244 million criminal investigation. There, there's that whole part, right? Yet after the Lion Air Max was the first to crash in October 2018, killing 189 people, Boeing top executives blamed the pilots for not handling the plane correctly. In late 2017, with certification almost complete, Forkner discovered that Boeing, based on feedback from its flight test pilots, had changed the MCAS software to make it operate at a lower speed, well within the normal flight range. Oops. Mm, yeah. Hey, all that stuff that I sold you on the 737 MAX, well, here's the deal. It's changed a little bit. We reworked it, we rethought it, and we reimagined it, and come to find out that MCIS software, it operates at a speed that we might consider normal. Uh-oh. So basically, I lied to the regulators unknowingly, he messaged Gustafsson. Mm. And this is in, like, text or email. Horrible. Crucially, he didn't inform the FAA or any airlines of the change. Uh-oh. Oh, we're just going to... We're just going to wait this one out, see what happens. What could go wrong? Pilots still learn nothing about the MCIS until after Lion Air Flight JT610 crashed. The deferred prosecution agreement states that Forkner and Gustafsson intentionally withheld and concealed from the FAA their knowledge of MCIS expanded operational scope. And indeed, Forkner afterward reiterated to the FAA that all mention of MCIS should be removed from the pilot manuals. Mm. That agreement with Boeing, while clearly laying out a case for charges against Forkner, was criticized for the way it explicitly exonerates Boeing's leadership. I don't know, and I don't pretend to know all the ins and outs of the whole Boeing thing, but I know, I mean, I know it is convoluted, right? But this one, to me, it's like, how how is Boeing's leadership pretty much... We didn't know what was going on. We didn't, we didn't really address this. How is, how is leadership just not stepping in and saying, taking responsibility? Just hanging this guy out to dry. Is that really how Boeing operates? I don't know. Let me know. Let me know in the comments if you're on YouTube. The case or Sean at seattlerealestatepodcast.com. Sean is S-E-A-N. Send me an email. Let me know. Let me know what you think. I know, I know there's some diehard Boeing people out there. People love their Boeing. They love to know how, you know, what's going on. A case like this is big news because everybody's like, criminal indictment. Uh oh, somebody's going to prison. Or allegedly they could go to prison. Either way, doesn't look good, right? So the case was brought to by then U.S. attorney in the Northern District of Texas, Aaron Neely Cox. Cox left the Department of Justice after the agreement and in June joined Kirkland Dallas, 
Boeing's lead corporate criminal defense law firm. On Kirkland's website, she was welcomed to the firm as a partner by Mark Phillip, who had signed the deferred prosecution agreement on behalf of Boeing. Unlike Forkner, Gustafson cooperated with Boeing and with the Department of Justice in its investigation. See how this stuff just kind of flows on downhill and the guy at the bottom, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm probably going to cut a deal here. And what information would you like? Here's my cell phone. Here's my email. All that good stuff. And one, unlike our leaders here in Seattle, who just delete text messages willy nilly, and there really doesn't seem to be much repercussion. Yeah, it's a technical problem. Can't figure it out. Oh, no. Months worth of text. Gone. We'll never get them back. We're going to do better next time, though. We, we really are. We're going to try. It's literally going on here in Seattle. In one instant message response to Forkner that may help Gustafson avoid prosecution, he seems to assume that the max flight manuals will have to be updated because of the change to the MCAS. That might get him off the hook. Hey, you know, we found out that they kick in during normal flight circumstances. Do you, do you think we're going to have to update to bring that information current? I mean, probably yes, right here. Otherwise, we could have some issues. Gustafson left Boeing in November 2019. There was no indication at this point that he'll be charged. His lawyer declined to comment Friday. He cut a deal right? I mean, I'm totally making stuff up here. But doesn't it kind of see and that's the whole point of us reading this is I'm just going to throw out my opinion. I have nothing to base, you know, base that on. But if the one guy who's a little bit more on top than Gustafson, if he's going to be charged, and uh, one guy underneath him kind of worked on it with them his deputy, I think they're calling it. And the deputy gave information and He's not going to be prosecuted and doesn't look good for the other guy, does it? No, because he's already been hung out to dry by leadership. Not us. We didn't have anything to do with it. It's that guy. On Tuesday, Forkner figured prominently in a damning PBS frontline documentary on the Max Saga, Boeing's Fatal Flaw. I have not seen that. I need to look at that. Citing people familiar with the matter, the journal reported that a prosecution of Forkner is expected to be filed in the coming weeks. Uh-oh, drama at Boeing. I, I remember uh, recording those podcasts when all this stuff was going down and they got fined. I remember the story about these two gentlemen. I, I think it was specifically these two gentlemen and everybody was kind of finger pointing and you're like, mm, yeah, I wouldn't want to be that one guy. And I, I thought it was going to be both of these guys. But since the one guy, he cooperated, it appears that, you know, he's not going to be indicted or maybe he wasn't, maybe it wasn't in his work capacity to make those decisions, but he knew about it. Interesting. So I don't know all of the the criminal ins and outs of this case, but those texts and some of those don't look good. A sick amount of money. I'm going to save Boeing a sick amount of money. Just a massive, massive amount of money. Now, some people might die. That's the flip side. That's the downside. That's the slippery slope. But, uh, you know, 
a lot of Boeing planes are still up in the air and they've got issues and they seem to be fine. So I'm just going to assume that 737 MAX with its slightly revised, you know, mechanism during normal flight operations, it's not going to be a problem. You, know, you go to that assumption. And uh, unfortunately, that did not work out for um, for these couple of guys. So it'll be really interesting to see when the actual criminal indictment comes out, what that looks like, what are the charges, and just see how this goes. Because yeah, the, the whole senior leadership thing, it's not us. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's so many layers of infrastructure in between, not infrastructure, but so many layers of leadership, but somebody's got to be in control of that. And it does seem a little weird that the senior management's just going to basically walk on this one. Well, we had to pay a big fine and, you know, we threw that one guy under the bus, but beyond that, let's build some more planes. Do some more business. There's a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, this is not relate. This is not just Boeing either. There's all kinds of safety stuff and all kinds of industries. And if you can circumvent circumvent some of that, sometimes you won't get caught. Other times you will. And unfortunately, in a case where you've got an airplane in the air with hundreds of people on it and it goes down, mm, hard to avoid. And we had those two planes go down. I had summit brokers who, you know, were part-time agents that were working on the 737 Max, and they're like, "What a debacle! I've just basically lost my job because this thing is grounded and all this stuff, and now we got to rework all these systems." And it was, you know, a real nightmare. I mean, these guys, you know, they're planning on their job with, you know, producing the 737 Max, and because that's the line they're on. They got to go work on something different. And, you know, it's just all of this, a lot of drama, a lot of drama at Boeing. But that's kind of just how the aerospace industry goes, right? You get, you get a ton of orders canceled. You get a ton of orders ordered up. All of a sudden, flight travel goes from nothing, like orders canceled. I remember the beginning of the Rona, I was constantly talking about, well, here's another order that Boeing lost because who knows how long this coronavirus thing is going to go on. And as a result, flight, mm, yeah, we might not be flying anywhere for a while. That was some of the initial thought, right? Shut all the airports down, shut every country off from every other country because you don't want it to spread. I mean, just all kinds of stuff like that, right? Well, now we're back full circle. Airplanes, they are a going. Do you think we'll have some kind of federal mandate that can't fly interstate without the vaccine. You can have some kind of mandate worldwide where if you don't have the vaccination, if you don't have the vax passport, can't fly. Doesn't that seem like that's, I know here in the United States, we haven't done that because it might be deemed unconstitutional and you don't want to take that risk. You want to get, you know, the three prong effort out there, which is companies with over 100 employees vax them federal uh, workers and what's the third one can't remember but you get it um, did a podcast on that yesterday 
but it was a you know federal government basically the president has to take their risks of well i think i can get that one through no i don't think we can get that one through that's that's not going to work yep 100 people 100 people people with uh, companies 100 employees or more that's the one that may not get through all right federal employees and the other one probably a pretty good chance yeah be curious to see right because these vaccine mandates mm, tricky tricky you're going to see some more court cases just like this guy's going to probably see the inside of a courtroom here pretty soon criminal indictment indictment imminent for former Boeing 737 max chief technical pilot all right that's it for me on this one um as that case proceeds I'll update you. I will let you know. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk again. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.